We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Welcome back. Goodman and Hummel pod. After a week of having to deal with Rob Doster and our numbers absolutely plummeting. That's not true. That was our, I had multiple people say that was the best podcast that that has ever been recorded on the Goodman and Hummel pod. <laughs> I don't, so, believe man, it. maybe we got to make a change. I don't, believe maybe it. this is, maybe this is the key. Doster was so knowledgeable. His predictions weren't batshit crazy. They weren't all over the place. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This is the type of partner I need. All right. All right. Well, be the, hey. Save me from this. You know what they say. Be careful what you wish for. Oh, because you could be always careful go away. What yeah, you, you might just move for. to Charleston. You might just all move right. to Charleston and say, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. I'm retired. Anyway, welcome back. Goodman and Hummel Pod. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel. And uh, we got tons to talk about today. We're going to obviously hit on the Michigan situation the mess that's going on. I'm going to fill you in on exactly what happened over there. We're going to talk about Bronny James's debut, four points, but I was super impressed. I'm going to tell you why. Then we're going to go through Purdue, Arizona. This Robbie is a grudge match. Grudge a match between you and I. <laughs> major wager on this one. Major <laughs> wager on Arizona. Mike Wildcats against your Boilermakers in Indy. We'll both be there, right? You're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be Peacock. There. Peacock. Yep, in the game. I got to go get my subscription right now after we finish the, the pod. Paid, I thought paid. you said you're going. I'm going, but I got to get a subscription anyway. Just to okay. No, I've, I've had say. it. I've had a lot of good stuff on Peacock. So I've already had a subscription for years and uh, support you anyway, because, you know, nice. frankly, Dawson doesn't pay you enough. So I'm going to try to support fair. Peacock in any way I can. Kansas at Indiana. I'll be doing that doubleheader. We'll talk about that one. That'll be sweet. Carolina, Kentucky. It's the best Saturday, maybe all season, Rob. Maybe yeah. the all season. Certainly, and last like, Saturday was pretty good. I think I think you tweeted solid. that that it was yeah. a solid, but yeah. it was gonna really ramp up this week. And it's we need this. Yes, we need this for college hoops. Yes. So I we do. and I, I I commend any coach. You know, like like Matt Painter and Nate Oates last week. Play those yep. games, and and hopefully they play more of those on home and homes like Kansas and Indiana are doing. That's an awesome series, but you know what? We'll take them any way we can get them. So uh, whatever. All right, let's start with the Michigan situation. And uh, uh, after doing plenty of digging on this one, 
Um, here's what I will tell you happened. Okay. This is according to my sources, exactly what went down. Uh, at the end of last week, uh, right before practice started, uh, Jace Howard was in the, the, the training room and he's been out all year. Juwan's, uh, son who hasn't played a whole lot anyway, he's a role guy, but he's, he's been like the hurt. eighth or ninth man eighth right. around that yeah. hurt all season. And he's frustrated and he starts to really get into the trainer. He's frustrated and he starts almost berating the trainer and the strength. Because coach, he's not healthy or because he's, he's just not- frustrated. Yeah. He's yeah. just frustrated. And from what I was told, it didn't matter who it was, whether it was a trainer, whoever was there at that time, he just let his frustrations roll out and they rolled out on, on the trainer and the strength coach, John Sanderson, who's been there for a long time, dating back to the John Beeline era, who's 6'8", 270, uh, played, I think, at Ohio uh, University. Big, big dude, intimidating dude, got pissed off because he saw how how Jace was treating the, the trainer. And he basically said something to the effect of, that's why the effing culture is the way it is around here. Something to that effect. Well, Juwan Howard heard this. They were walking onto the court right before practice uh, when this happened. Juwan Howard heard this, and he obviously got pissed off. And there were no punches thrown. But what I was told, the quote I was told, they were toe-to-toe, chest-to-chest, right up in each other, and had to be restrained. A bunch of the players saw this. Uh, it was right again, right before practice started, before they were stretching, um, you know, and, and obviously after that, Sanderson took some time away from the program. He did not go to the game at Iowa. Juwan Howard was still at the game in his normal seat over the last few weeks, which was the first assistant chair. Basically, he has not been the head coach. Phil Martelli's still been the head coach as he comes back from heart surgery and, uh, I was also told that Juwan never addressed it, the situation with the players or, or anything, or hadn't as of 24 hours ago. Maybe that's changed now. Obviously, Michigan is looking into the situation now, according to my sources. And Juwan also has a no-tolerance no policy based on his history, right? His history with getting into it with Mark Turgeon, but more really about the Greg Gard in the Wisconsin and the Joe Krabenhoff situation when he uh, – he hit uh, 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 guard with the open, right? Open. He hit, he hit Joe, not guard. Uh, Joe with the open fist. Guard. Right. Yeah. Joe. With the open hand. So, you know, what does this mean going forward? We still don't know exactly. You know, there's a lot of speculation that, you know, would Juwan Howard, um, how, how long would this uh, go? Like, like, is this something that could cost Juwan his job right now? And certainly with a zero tolerance policy, who knows? I would say this, Rob, you know, to me, um, Juwan Howard's still one of their own and you're in the middle of the season and he's coming off heart surgery. I I would be surprised, not shocked, but surprised if he doesn't make it through the season. Now, after the year, I could absolutely see something happening where they go in a different direction because this program has gone steadily downhill, quickly downhill, really in the last couple of years where they didn't make the tournament last year with two first-round picks and an All-American candidate and Hunter Dickinson. And this year, after, you know, a win against St. John's where everybody's yeah, like, they had a good start. Back. They had a really good start yeah. in the season and yeah. then have kind of 
You know, the, the thing that I guess really, I don't want to say, I don't know if it confuses me, but the thing I, I just don't understand why it would be a reaction like that in front of the team. You know, if you're the head coach of a college basketball team and you hear someone say something you don't like, even if maybe, you know, whether John Sanderson is right or wrong in saying that, if I'm the head coach and I hear him say something, I think it has to be as simple as, you know, coach, can I, can I talk to you over here? We, we need to talk about this. It shouldn't be a and, – and look, I was not there. I can only hear what you just said and assume that that's what happened, but that's from a source. So I, I don't know exactly what happened, right? Like, I was not there to see this. But if this is what happened, I, my question would just be, why are you reacting like this when you are the leader of a college basketball team? Because you are supposed to be an example for these players. And – you know, a lot of these kids, they their parents send them to you to to take them from a high school boy to a man. And when you see your your coach respond like that, my biggest question would be why why are you reacting in that way? That that just I, I just don't understand that. So somebody I talked to within the program literally quoted the quote is he, he's got a history, a track record of anger issues. But and he does. Did he? Not, he didn't as a player. I don't remember him getting into. Did he? Yeah. I mean, he was he was tough. Obviously, as a player, no, he but was I, tough. But yeah. I I don't remember. I mean, it's like we have right. been fighting in the NBA. I, I don't. You know, I I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, again, I I think there's a lot going on there, and there has been. You know, I'll go back to the fact that it's funny because after like year two, I was like, all right, you want, I, I think I wrote a story when when Mike Woodson got hired and said Juwan uh, Howard is the outlier. The former NBA well, he did, he, They did a great job with that first right. team. Yes. And they had good players. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they they had the the holdovers from V-Line's group were really good. And, um, you know, the way that Xavier Simpson would, would run that team and yeah. um, some of the other pieces they had. Franz Wagner's pretty good. <laughs> they had some studs. Yeah. Isaiah Liver's a good player. Um, but they were knocking on the door of the Final Four. You know, they, they are right there with yes. UCLA. And in just yes. an unbelievable game at Lucas Oil. In yep. the the weird COVID tournament, they, he did a nice job with that too. He did a good job getting them into the Sweet Sixteen this, the the next year. They didn't have a good season, but they did figure it out at the end of the year. But it it has last year was disappointing, and certainly this year after the St. John's win, it's it's been pretty disappointing outside this Iowa. But Iowa is in disarray as well. I mean, they they are they're not in a good place themselves. And that's the thing. It's hard to evaluate, right? Even St. John's. The win against St. John's looked great at the time for Michigan. Yes, right. And now you look at St. John's, loses to BC. They can't guard me. Um, I you don't know, know about that. I, let's not let's not say that. All right. They, they can't guard The worst me. player at Field of 68. I think you are. Are you the worst player at Field of 68? Well, we got a lot of former players uh, so? on Field of 68. I'm trying to think who I could – Take down. I, I think you are the worst player at the. If we played pickup, if we were picking teams, I think yeah. you're the last pick. I could I be. I could be the last pick. I could be the last pick. But when it comes to pickleball in in Phoenix, I'm gonna beat your ass. That's oh all I know. God, no, no chance. I'm gonna beat your ass. I gotta right, get out God. there. Keep, I gotta get keep out sipping there that that poison, that diet coke. That'll get your body right for that <laughs> thing. <laughs> diet coke and and iced coffee with the aspartame will fuel you to the to the greatness of pickleball, huh? Yeah, no, that that won't do it. But yeah, listen, you know, to me again, I I just feel like now you look at it and you say, okay, Juwan Howard inherited a hell of a culture, a hell of a culture at Michigan, and and again, he's had his issues. Not only him personally. 
but also with the program and NIL and some of the other things. Well, recruiting has been hard too. I mean, he's, he's gotten multiple players. They just couldn't get into school. Right. Right. And and then you've got now or manual or the administration having to make a a difficult decision, no matter what's going to happen, because again, you've got like Jalen Rose, who's obviously got a big voice and going to back you on and already has on Twitter saying that he's, he's not resigning uh, anytime soon that he's going to be back. I think he said this weekend as the full-time coach back a hundred percent as the coach. Um, but you got the football stuff looming over the program. You know, they're, they're in the playoff. They got all this stuff with Harbaugh. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's about football at Michigan. Let's not get it twisted here. And you do not need also, this. Can, can they just go like a couple weeks without something insane happening? <laughs> like what is going on up no, there? It's a mess. It's a mess. And, you know, you just, you wonder if, if uh, it's, it's getting down to it here for Jawan Howard and the fact that, you know, this may be it uh, and they go in a different direction at the end of the year, if they don't make a move. And again, here's the one thing I'll say, if there was a punch thrown, which again, I was told by two sources, there was no punch thrown by Jawan Howard. Okay. But this video, you, you and I both know this is video at every practice. So all Michigan's got to do is take a look at whatever the video shows. Now, there may not be audio, but there's going to be video to show who was the aggressor in anything that happened. And what do you do? Do you suspend him? Um, I mean, does he go to anger management? Like, what are the things that you have to do in order to feel better about, hey, listen, we're we're comfortable putting Juwan Howard back on the court as our head coach? I I don't know. I mean, I... I, you have to assume there is video. I mean, if, if they got out of the tunnel and onto the floor, there would be most likely video of the the situation. Is Unless it, it wasn't rolling at that point. That, that could be. Have, isn't uh, isn't John Sanderson's kid one of the better players in the yes. state of Michigan? And yes, well, yeah. And again, I, I've been told, according to my right. sources, Sanderson was not happy with the culture there for a while, and yeah. he wasn't alone. He's not alone. Okay, so uh, again, this thing has kind of been treading or, or trending um, down a little bit lately in terms of not just on the court, but also off the court. Um, so I, I don't know how many people are going to stand up and have Juwan Howard's back, especially if he did go after a guy who's fairly beloved in that program. It has been yeah. a long time. And, and that is John Sanderson. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs multiple times before, thankfully not to hire Hummel, but I've done it to hire plenty of other people, and it's been unbelievable, effective, quick, Uh, Everything has been awesome about it. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, All right, next up. Ronnie James made his debut. Yeah. Talk about something positive here. Something Some uplifting news. Good yes. <laughs> yeah, and this is great news. But they did lose, didn't they? They lost, but you know what? I feel no, like yeah. I, f- I feel just watching Bronny was fun for me. It yeah. really was because I've said this for the last four, four or five years. I think the first time I saw Bronny play was in Vegas before the pandemic. And LeBron was there. Get if Chris Paul was there too. He was. And LeBron was there, and I remember this was before Bronny. I remember thinking to myself, Bronny's probably a mid-major player back then, and I think he was. And the one thing that always struck me, and and I found really fun to watch as a dad, um, was watching LeBron, and, and not only with Bronny, but like every player would come off the court on his team, and he knew everybody's name, and he would no, give he, them. But he's play. like that in the NBA. Yeah, I, I think he knows every player's n- name in the league. Yep. He he studies the game. That you think he knows you? Do you think if you went up to LeBron right now, he would have any idea who you are? I think when I was playing, yes, because yeah. we did have we did. I was with Justin Hamilton, who played with the Heat, and he just was like, he he did say what's up. So I I think he knows every player that's in the NBA when they're in it. Now, I mean, I'm ten years removed, or not ten. I'm eight yeah. years removed, so probably not now, but then maybe, yeah. Uh, so Bronny, anyway, he played. Uh, I think it was 16, 17 minutes. He had four points, a couple boards, uh, made a three. He was one for three from the field. Um, all his shots were from from deep, a couple assists. You know, here, here's the one thing that stood out to me, Robbie, is, is and it always has with him, the dude just plays with poise. He moves the ball. He makes all the right plays. Well, he's got a high like, basketball IQ and, and then a motor. Yes. And, and, and again, he got it from his dad. Like, clearly, you can just see him in the way, like, a guy playing in their first college game is going to be a little bit, like, jittery or trying to do too much 
or nerve. Like there was zero of that with Bronny James. Like it looked like he was a senior in terms of his composure and poise and decision-making and making people better. Now, again, he missed the key free throw at the end that might've been able to win the game, but, but man, he just, he's a, he's a really good blender is, is kind of the way I describe him to people because he just does everything well, but nothing elite. Yeah. And I, I think that the expectations for him are, we, we, our podcast with Jeffrey Jordan on that was so interesting because I think Jeffrey could speak on that better than, anybody i mean yeah. him and, and marcus jordan would know um but his dad has not probably helped the expectations where he's talking about wanting to play with with Bronny. and look of course he does like what dad doesn't want their kid to be in the nba they all do it just happens to be that his dad is the best player in the league currently still which is incredible <laughs> then he's 37 years old um yeah i I don't know. The expectations are going to be crazy for him, but it's it's good to see him on the floor uh, after what happened. You know, it sounds like it could have been really, really bad. Um, so kudos to the people at USC for for doing their jobs in that regard. Um, but but pretty cool to see him back out there cleared. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm sure he hasn't played a ton of basketball either. You know, a lot of, like the free throw thing. That's a lot of that's rhythm. Have you been playing? And he hasn't. I mean, how could he? He hasn't been medically cleared until a week or two ago. So I'm I'm. I'm thrilled to see him out there and uh, USC kind of a rough start though. Aren't they five and four? Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, one of the reasons why he's going to be a, a role guy on this year's team is because they have Boogie Ellis, yeah, a fifth year guy. And then, then you got Isaiah Collier, who's potentially in the mix for the number one overall pick and Kobe Johnson, a terrific defender, big Wait, win. How are they five and four? I know. Well, cause Collier, Collier has had his struggles. He doesn't shoot it great. And he his turnovers are high, really high. More turnovers than assists so far. So they got to cut down on that. Um, but, you know, listen, the, the, my, my one thing, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what you think of this. Obviously, like you alluded to before, LeBron wants to play with, with his kid. And, and you don't blame him. He's turning 39 later this month. And he was just balling in that he, in-season tournament. He's got more than one year left, Rob. Like oh, next yeah. year, I mean, if he wants to, yeah, he still is really good. So slow it down. You're gonna play till you're 40. Slow it down and let Bronny play a year and three quarters in college, and then assess the situation because he's gonna average. The uh, only thing I will say, six, though, seven is, points a game is if you do that, there is always the risk, especially as you get older, that you could get hurt and have a catastrophic injury. I mean, he's a freak of nature. I, and I don't, I don't even want to say that, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't happen. But as you cross the 40 year old flesh or uh, threshold and you're all of a sudden, you're still playing with, with explosiveness. And I mean, I, I hope you never not, know, but you that, never that know. That could happen like that. That's, but that you're doing him a disservice, Rob. You're doing no, your you son are. a disservice in a lot of ways by saying, all right, you're coming off a year where you average six points a game and you play 16 minutes a game, which is, I think what he's going to end up doing, you know, yeah. six, seven, six to eight points a game, three assists, three rebounds, something like that. Whatever the right. line is, it's not going to be crazy. All right. You can put him in the draft. And, and as I've told everybody, if I'm the Boston Celtics, okay. If I'm the Boston Celtics and I'm picking 28th, damn right. I'm taking Bronny. Absolutely. I'm taking Just Bronny. You, because, think you can sign his dad on it. Like a hell moon? yes. 
And you're you telling LeBron, me LeBron will, would LeBron take the minimum to come play with his son? Hell yeah, of course he would. That of course he would. Wild. A thousand percent, he would take the minimum to win a title with his kid. Think about that. Think about the Celtics with LeBron James. I don't know. Like there, there is a level of ego to like making max mm-hmm. money. Eat, dude. Yes, there is. There's guys that care about that. I'm not, not saying when you want to play with your kid for one year. I disagree. I disagree, man. It's I, all about your if, kid. At is that, that like, is that legal? <laughs> is it legal for a player of that stature to take the minimum? Why not? No, I, I, I guess. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks take less to to give give teams like Brady used to do that. We're seeing right. Shohei Otani yes. defer. I can't fathom that Major League Baseball allows you to defer ninety eight percent of your salary, but that's <laughs> that's a different deal. Wow, I mean. Yeah, I guess if you knew, but if you're Minnesota, could that be tampering though? If you why why? Because you've you've had discussions with LeBron saying, if we draft your son, will you sign for the minimum? Or are you just assuming that you're going to waste a first round pick? Who cares? Who cares? It's the 28th pick. I don't care. I could give a shit. Who are the best 28th picks in the history of the league that would just say stick this to Jeff Goodman? I'm just telling you. There's I been would... good players taking it 28. Like, let's not act like 28 is some spot that's I'm you know... not, but I'm 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 willing to roll the dice. Because at worst case scenario, Rob, you know what I have? I have Bronny James. I have him as leverage to trade somewhere else. Oh, it's not like I don't have no. anything. You know what I mean? No, that's true. I know my I know right now LeBron has to play with, with Bronny. So I've got all the leverage in the world. I can trade him to the Lakers if I want. Yeah, that's right. True. If he re- oh, yeah, if he was back there. That's oh. what I'm saying. Wherever it is, man. How crazy if your dad has this kind of pull in the NBA? Like at what was 40. Glenn Hummel? What was Glenn Hummel doing playing tennis <laughs> in Illinois and just not setting the table for me? <laughs> he had no on, honestly. Dad. He had no leverage. No, he had zero <laughs> leverage. <laughs> yeah, that that's a wild situation. Um, Wow, that's interesting to think about. I think actually you have more leverage right now with Glenn Hummel, the pickleball player, than he had with you, the basketball player. How so? Like if you wanted to join like the pickleball tour or something, you have your dad. You have your dad who's a really good player. You were just a very mediocre player. I mean, I'm not great. I'm just good enough to like survive you know there you go he plays daily he should be good he played college tennis he should be good he should be good but we're he gonna... is really good he he whoops ass when when you get out there with him we're so. gonna see how good you are we're gonna we're gonna see how well he taught you that, that listen that third I shot drop. i don't care how good i am i know that you suck at all sports you know like that's that's what i keep coming back to we'll we need to have we we'll need see. to have a field of 68 combine and we will, we will see. determine how we'll far determine you can throw the football greatest. How far can you I, throw a football? Dude, Zosser told us yeah. that you could not throw a basketball from the baseline to the uh, the other free throw line. He lied. Like you could not. He said you could not make the Bryce Drew pass. You could he not lied. have thrown that pass. Zosser literally couldn't throw it to mid court. Could not believe, throw it from baseline to mid court. I don't believe well, either of you guys because I think both you guys suck. But all right. I I heard that you could not if you were if you were Jamie Sykes in 1998. Man, that pass is coming up about 15 feet short of Bill Jenkins before he gets the Bryce Drew. We'll see. Well, we we will absolutely see. All right, listen, we got a big game this weekend, a huge yes, game. We do. What are we and, betting? What are we? We got a we wager. Um, all right, here's the wager: Your Purdue Boilermakers go up against my Arizona Wildcats. 
And and they're they're mine again now that I made up with Caleb Love and everything. Like I don't know. That. I don't think Tommy Lloyd feels that that you're like a part of the program. I'm a part. I'm a part. for For this Saturday, I'm going to be a part. Okay, okay. just for this for wager. Day. For this wager, I'm I'm part of the program. Okay, so here's the deal. The deal is the loser. And I'm listen. The game's in Indy, so you should feel pretty good about this one. The loser yeah. has to wear the others school attire head to toe for a day head That's to toe Hat, on the pod on the pod everything the whole day like you can't take it off you gotta take <laughs> so if i go to the gym yes i gotta yes. rock in arizona everything right, you know what they have some sick shorts the everything. shorts that they the, the shorts that they used to have when it was like the mike bibby oh they were awesome Awesome. I might just buy like a throwback Arizona jersey if they lose. All right, that's a good bet. I'm I'm with that. All right, and, and you know what? If if it's uh if Purdue wins, you got to buy my Purdue jersey. You got to rock that shit. Done, done. All right. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I don't know where I can buy it, but it, it, can you buy it? Or or you have to go on NBA.com and and I'm not make, your and make a Timberwolves jersey I'm not doing for two hundred eighty dollars. I, I will wear a Purdue. I will wear the the number four, the Hummel number four. Maybe I'll, maybe the woman in the the store that told you know remember when I tried to to buy that jersey in yeah, the in she the, defended my honor knowing she that did, you're a, she really asshole. Did. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. All right, let, let's get to the, the game itself because 
This is a game that honestly, a lot of people feel like they're the two best teams in America right now. Arizona's yeah. number one, uh, Purdue right in the mix there. Obviously they, they got that one loss to, to Chris Collins in Northwestern Arizona's undefeated. Where, where do you, to me, I, I, I think again, I think the, the advantage lies in playing down the road from Purdue. I think they're going to have the home court advantage. No, it'll it's, I hear it's, a, it's like a hundred tickets or less. It's basically a sell. It's going to be great. And now, you know, I, I don't know how many people stay from the Ball State Indiana State game that's prior. Yeah. So you might see some empty seats from those people clearing out after that game, but it's going to be a big time environment. I mean this this will feel like a Final Four Elite Eight type deal. Um, I thought Purdue offensively just was phenomenal in the second half against Alabama, and and Bama gave them some problems too. Bama's talented. My goodness. Yeah. I mean Sears is good and. Estrada didn't even play all that well, but the series made was awesome. But they're not getting he that was. out of series every game. No, I know, I know. That, that was a great game for him. Um, boy, Arizona's guard play is is tremendous, and that certainly concerns Purdue with the way that they've. I mean, look, Boo Booey goes for thirty two and nine, no turnovers. Sears has thirty five. There's been some guards that have gotten him. Um, and, and when you're talking about Kylan Boswell and and the new and improved Caleb Love. Yep. Um, who let's, let's face it, like his highs where he was playing in the final four and he led Carolina all the way there. Yep. He, he was unbelievable in that run, but we also saw last year, um, some of the struggles, his decision-making has been better. His assisted turnover ratio is pretty good. Defense. Defense. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's guarding, you know, like that's, that's certainly an improvement. I am curious with Fletcher lawyer who has been able to impact games at times with his scoring, you know, Tennessee, he went for 27. He's got to be better defensively. And I'm looking at Arizona's starting guards. And it's like, even if you put like Pella Larson is good, really good. He's really good. And you, Lance Jones will start on, on Caleb love. I'd assume yeah. Braden Smith. It's a big time matchup with Kylan Boswell. Um, I Boswell's think Boswell's so tough. Now, Braden no, Smith, he is. He is. Braden's but I, I think that if Fletcher Lawyer is guarding Pella Larson, that, yeah. that could be a problem for Purdue just because of the physicality, the size. I mean, Pella Larson, like, he dang near pitched a perfect game against Wisconsin. He like, didn't awesome. miss a shot, didn't right. turn it over. Yes. He was phenomenal. Um, Balo has the physicality to certainly bang with Zach Eady. Eady just wears people out. Right. He, he just fouls everyone out. It's previous. You should look at it. Previs is going to have to like give them twelve or fifteen minutes against. Yeah. I thought Alabama early did a nice job of being physical with Zach and keeping the ball out of his hands, but it's just for doing it for forty minutes is almost an impossible task. It truly is because he just he wears your guys out. It's like body blows from a boxer, and when you get that over time, and Zach Eady is in phenomenal shape. He played thirty-seven minutes against Alabama. There's some some dumbasses that think he's not good. That is the dumbest thing I've ever No, there's heard. some dumbasses who think he gets like this preferential treatment. No, I, I saw it's a like, video where they were saying that that he was like a plus 44 right. from the line against some like basically Al against what? Alabama, Tennessee, Marquette. Gonzaga and Marquette. Yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> like look at what he does, dude. Right. 
I and now there was a there was a play in the Bama game where I thought like he initiated contact and he kind of bowed uh, yes. Pringle in the face. Yep. And it's like, well, and then they called Pringle for a foul for like chucking him back. It's like, well, he just got blasted. And look, Edie gets fouled more than anybody in the country. I think the arguments that are being made about him, you know, being refed with a conspiracy is the stupidest thing of all time. Um, but he you just he love, worried, hey, you know what I love out? about it? Have you ever heard Zach Eady complain about the officiating? No, I never have. Isn't that amazing to me? Like yeah, I've never heard him talk about it. That's the best thing about Zach Eady is like he's so smart and and just gets it in every way, right? Like a lot of guys would lose their shit. Yeah. And he never does. No, never I know. Does. I know. He he's going to be national player of the year. I mean, against seven I mean, high major opponents, yeah. I think. Well, against six going into the Bama game, he was averaging twenty-seven and twelve. But that's now add thirty-five and eight. So the rebounds go down a little bit. Points go up a tad. Yeah, he's Don't unbelievable, man. He really Don't is. Don't try to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that that's going to be. But you know what? The glass. The glass is where this game we'll can be, be decided because yep. Arizona gets there. And they're a phenomenal defensive rebounding team, which is something that Purdue has been able to exploit. I didn't think Purdue was great on the off- on the defensive glass against Bama. Bama got second chance opportunities, uh, and then Keyshot, certainly the, the Keyshot Johnson will be somebody that Purdue's going to have to figure out because no doubt. Here, here's the thing with him is he can come weak side, and and honestly, that's where I think Edie's gonna. There's going to be a lot on him. There's yep. going to be a lot of no, him. and Keyshot Johnson has been phenomenal. I mean, he's just been he's been so good. You knew he'd guard, but I, I think the fact you know against Wisconsin, he he made some shots. Yep. He's just he's he's a, he's a good player, man. He's good. So, are you objectively who are you picking in this one? Are you picking? I, I honestly feel like it is a toss up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think th- it's a throw the ball up and and here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. If Arizona wins this game. If they win this game in Indy, I think everybody's got to now say, hey, you know what? There's a dominant team today in college basketball. That would be fair. They're they're a step above everybody else. If they go into Indy and beat Purdue, I I mean, they they have they've slaughtered everybody except for Duke. And that was in Cameron. And I guess Michigan State was close. That was a six point game. So I don't know. Their resume is not like incredible. Nope. Nope. You talk, Good. you compare their resume with Purdue. Not it's close. not even close. Nope. It's really not. Um, but you you have a head to head. If they were to win in, in what's gonna essentially be a road, semi-road environment, then you you I would be okay with you saying that for now. Yes. Before that game, uh, I'm gonna be doing a little double header, uh, going Kansas at Indiana in Bloomington. And like it's not the sexiest matchup this year, but no, but when, when good teams and blue bloods or, or I'd say even Purdue for the rivalry, when, when those types of teams come into assembly hall, it has a different feel. Yes. It's going to be packed. It's going to be, I've been, I've played in that building where I'm like from the jump two hours prior to the game, you're like, this feels different. And that's what Kansas, when they walk into assembly hall, they're going to feel that. And they and think about it, they play at Fog Allen. Like they they play in the best atmosphere in college basketball. They get that type of of, of crowd wherever they go, much like Duke does. You know, they're they're that type of blue blood, but this game will be insane. The question I have, Jeff, can Indiana give their fans something to cheer for early to keep the crowd in the game? 
They have because they they've got to get off to a good start. They've got to make some threes. Bill Self is going to load up so hard on Malik Renu and and Khalil Ware. And and, and every drive, they're stopping the ball. They're going to dare those guys to make some shots. And in that building, maybe they will. That that crowd, I've I've seen it. I've seen where I go in there with on a team that's ranked in the top five or six, and Indiana wasn't all that good that year. And the crowd, I swear, was worth 15 to 20 points because it was just they played out of their minds. They played insane. And I, I think that, that this team is better than the team I'm talking about. They just need to make some threes because I know for a fact that Kansas and Bill Self are taking away the drives and they are going to take away the post. If Xavier Johnson does not, and he's missed three straight games, it could be a long, long day for Gabe Cubs, who I really like. But man, no, you're a yeah. freshman. Dewan Harris could smell Harris. some blood in the water. I mean, and he, he will take your rock. And, and they got a lot too. of dudes. I mean, McCullers having like it's funny. So I, I saw a mock draft the other day where McCullers was first rounder, and I'm like, who told you that he was shooting the ball better? And and you mocked me? No, he is. I'm not mocking you that he has shot the ball better. Dude, but I said that after I said that during the or after their Illinois scrimmage that I thought he'd changed his shot and his mechanics looked better. And you were like, no way. I still no want chance. to see if he can keep this up for a full season. We're he's shooting forty. In. We're nine games in. We're nine he's games shooting in. Shooting forty. You know, like it's like Terrence Shannon, a, a similar deal, right? Like those two have gotten off to great starts. Former the Texas Tech, Tech duo. Know, you don't believe in their shooting, huh? Lubbock, Lubbock doesn't teach jumpers. I guess not. I don't know. But, I, you know, to me, again, I, I think if you don't have Xavier Johnson, it's going to be awfully difficult to win this game. But, again, Kansas could go three for 20. They could. They're not a great shooting team. They're they not. Have, they they're not. I mean, I know their numbers might tell you otherwise because their numbers aren't bad three-point-wise. Yeah. Indiana's are bad for the most part. Neither one. But it also them. helps that Hunter Dickinson's 10 of 17 crazy i mean that that's you know you look at the guys that are going to be around him timberlake's 33 mccullough's been 40 he's been he's been good on a a decent volume kj adams has taken one didn't make it he's over one now marco jackson's four of 18 furphy is 44 and that's what they need from him they need johnny furphy to to be able to do harris they need harris to to be one his volume is just so low it's got to take three a game and make one that's what every game every game just take three make one and you know what? You, you can't have the games where you, you take one shot all game or take, you know, a total of three shots all game. They, they yeah, just, I they think it's hard win. for him. He he is a great point guard when he's yeah. got four guys that yes. need the rock. Yep. You know, when he can just distribute and guard and take wide open threes every once in a while, that's probably his best role he's suited for. How much fun is it going to be to watch Hunter back in, in Bloomington with Kansas? Think it was fun to watch him in Illinois because of the hatred he has with the Illinois fans. The only one we're missing out on is Wisconsin. You know, the ski mask game where he went in there with the uh, oh, yeah. with yeah, the mask and true. said they're going to steal a win. And then he went for like 12 and 10 and they lost by, <laughs> by 11. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, I will say this about Hunter, though. It's always entertaining. Yes. It's always going to be entertaining. I Hunter. love him. I, I, I got to say, I think this sport needs more guys like him, more personalities. I just, I, I agree with that. And I think that probably Bill Self is more equipped to be like, have your personality, but you're not doing some of the crazy stuff that maybe he was doing last year. Like he's not walking into Texas no, Tech in a no. ski mask. No, he's you know not going to do a podcast that's only going to hurt him where he's saying things that are, he learned. are you know, yeah. going to be bulletin board material for other teams. That's where no, he's, I, that's where Bill I think Self there's was. a different level. And, and that's where, honestly, I hate to say it, but it's true. 
playing for Juwan Howard and playing for Bill Self at Michigan and Kansas, it's a, it's a different level. But Juwan comes from the NBA where he's like, you know, the, the unless you're doing just totally insane things, the NBA teams are not going to be like, hey, don't don't tweet that. They're not going to let you off the ski mask thing. They wouldn't let you do. But yeah, he I, he definitely has has more of of that mentality. Yeah, I just think he's not even going to think to put on a ski mask when he's playing for Bill Self. And again, yeah. part of it Bill was Self yelled, he he gets after these dudes, man. He he gets yeah. after these guys. Well, it's it, again the barstool pod. Let's face it, that triggered Hunter to be able to do some of these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They 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 kind of got that. He just wasn't going. helping himself. Like Correct. help yourself. If you're gonna do a podcast, that's fine, yep. but yep. but you have to do it in a way that you're not just every time you're on, it's like, what is why are you doing this? All right. The other game we got to talk about, I, I think, this weekend. And and there's a bunch. I'll go through them. There's two more that I think we should touch on. Um, I'm I'm gonna read a few others before we talk about those two. The slate again, Kansas, Indiana, 12:30, Baylor, Michigan State, and Detroit at two, Texas AM, Houston at the Toyota Center at 2:30, Clemson at Memphis at three, Arizona, Purdue, and India 4:30, Carolina, Kentucky, and Atlanta, part of the CBS Sports Classic, 5:30, Alabama at Creighton at eight. It's a ridiculous slate. I'm gonna Man, go Alabama Creighton over under a thousand. Two hundred and <laughs> two hundred and twenty. Oh, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be that fun. Is- no That'll defense allowed. No defense allowed. Uh, all right, let's start with the Michigan State one because you've seen this Michigan State team a bunch this year, Robbie. And yeah. they're now under 500. This is a team that most people have in the preseason top five. I had them winning the Big Ten or in the mix to win the Big Ten. Um, I think I pissed you, you said they were in the same off. tier as Purdue. I just wanted to piss you off. God, are you, are you ever right? I just wanted to piss you off. you ever right about anything is my question. <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, uh, what the hell is wrong with Michigan State, Robbie? And can it be corrected this year? I'm not sure that it can. I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, they've lost three or four. They've had opportunities. You know, the the Duke game, they had a chance. Arizona, they had a chance. James Madison, they led late. And I think that's, that's the first thing I'll start with is we have seen this trend develop since I would say last, last year, Kansas State, they took a late lead. In the last three minutes of these games, they they just have not executed, and they've just gotten their their doors blown off. And that happened against Nebraska. You know, th- they had all the momentum. Tyson Walker did not play well in the first half, but he has a ten minute stretch in the second where he looks like All American Tyson Walker. And I mean, let's be honest, Sam Hoiberg locked him up for the last four minutes of the game. And I I love Sam Hoiberg as a player, but he's not the same deal as Tyson Walker skill athleticism. But he plays hard. You know, he he tries. He gives a great effort every time he's out there. And, I mean, that that's just – they're getting every 50-50 play. Tyson Walker's got it going. And then Nebraska just makes every winning play for four minutes, and, and they win 77-70. Same thing in the Arizona game. They take that lead. Last four minutes, Arizona wins the last four six-point win. The Wisconsin game, I did it. It was, it was so disappointing from an effort, energy – you know, they have ended games badly, but they've started games terribly, too. James Madison, they're down like 14-2. Wisconsin, they were down 12-2. Um, Arizona, they were we down big. on the Duke, shooting down early, Rob. Early, it was like, okay, they can't make a shot. Well, that's the, that's what's even more concerning. Nebraska, they made, I think they shot 44% from three. Right. But their center position gives them two points no, and no. three rebounds. Yeah. And for the Michigan State fans that are clamoring for Xavier Booker, I mean, he's a, he's a top five recruit. But if, I, if, if I honestly if, if hold on, Izzo, hold on. 
How yeah. is he ranked yeah. the fifth best recruit? Is my you know question. Why. You know why? Because he, he can he's shoot. Long, he's long and skilled and looks the part. Right, but, but if he's like, what, what, was his, what was his production though in high school? I didn't see him play. I, I like, did he produce in AAU? I didn't was he see physical? Him. Was he was yeah, he going for thirty? When I think I of top five him. players, I think of OJ Mayo. He goes for thirty. I think of Kevin Love. Yeah. He goes for thirty. You know, yeah. Derek Rose, Eric Gordon, like those are top five that. players. This kid, no, was I that. know. So he's not physical, right. and he's not going to solve their problems. He hasn't shot the ball well. He really just, he, I think, all of his shots have been dunks and threes. You know, he and that's you're making him great. I, I just don't think he solves their their problems on the interior. Um, but Sissoko and Carson Cooper just they, they they didn't give them anything at Nebraska. And Malik Hall actually played his best game of the season, other than the Duke game. Um, but Jay Nakins has not not been great, and AJ Hogard has not been been good. He's know. yeah, he was he was better at Nebraska, but he's been he's been the tidal wave. Um, here's I, my I deal. just here's but, my deal listen, with them. And then my my last thing before you start. Yep. When yep. I played, I knew yep. exactly what Michigan State was. They were going to rebound the hell out of the ball, and they were going to run you into the ground on makes and misses. That was their identity every time. And if, if you didn't rebound with them, they would just slaughter you. And if you didn't get back, you would just, it would be a, a layup fest. It was a dunk contest. And I don't know what this team's identity is other than Tyson, please save us. Tyson, come up a pin down and, and please make threes and, and play pick and roll. But I, I think he is their lone guy that I, I trust at this point. And I, I just don't know what they're trying to do on a night to night basis, I, which is very strange for a Tom Izzo coach team. Yeah, I think Jaden Akins has killed him. Because I think if, if, good. If, if you had Jaden Akins as your number two guy. But Hogarth hasn't helped either. But you knew what Hogarth, we know what he is. No, Mike. but everyone, look, people like you, yeah, people like you, Jeff, you watched him play against Kansas State in the NCAA tournament and go for 25 and eight or whatever he had and said, this is why, you know, he'll play like this next year. No, I never said that. So I then why did you think they'd be good? Well, because I, I thought Akins would take you a Akins jump. would take a jump, and you'd think Hogar would play at an All Big Ten level. No, I thought Fears. I thought you could you could honestly between Fears and Hogar, you'd have one of them. You'd you have get one, one of them going every night. All right, well, that's fair. You know that if Hogar's having one of his shitty games, you could you go to Fears. Ass down, and you have Fears, who's tough and more of a pure point. The problem is, the problem is, like you said, they get nothing out of that five-minute spot. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, they're put only them, back to the put basket them all together. call. Right. Put them all together, and maybe you have a pretty good five-man. But, like, and with Kohler, you know, obviously he's been hurt. Um, he can at least score. I don't think he, like, solves their problems, but he guard. does give them someone that, right. yeah, he can't guard. But he he can at least score. Yeah, I, I just, you know, again, I think sometimes we look at it and we say, all right, you return everything from a from a, a decent team and you have Tom Izzo as a head coach. Well then why didn't we think Wisconsin? And I know Wisconsin just got destroyed by Arizona, yeah. but why didn't we think Arizona, why didn't we think Wisconsin would be why are they not in the top twenty five to start the year? Because Greg they Gard return everybody. Greg Gard isn't Tom Izzo. That's that's, that's fair. That's why. That's why. We just we believe in Tom Izzo, but I wonder if I wonder if like a Tom Izzo again not going the portal, because he should have went to the portal and gotten a five Let's let's face it. He would have traded all these dudes in for one portal five man at this point. Uh, shit, he should have went and got Naquan Tomlin last week, like Memphis did, and uh, he could shoot him up tomorrow or, or whenever he's Saturday, like Memphis may. Um, but 
Love, oh, the, love the midseason acquisition. That's a new one in college. Isn't that insane, Rob? Like, That's so wild. Like, we're going to be at a point soon where, like, December 10th, again. Now, Naquan Tomlin, for those people that, that don't know, he was booted out of Kansas State because the president basically – they're, president, like, not saying why, right? Like, they've been kind of – Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a combination of off-the-court issues. You know, combination of things. He was arrested recently, uh, or maybe not so recently, but over the summer – and then there was also a deal with, with an agent. Um, but I think he repaid that uh, or the family repaid that. So, you know, to me, he goes in the portal four days ago. He commits to, to Memphis today. And they're saying there's a chance he could play against Clemson <laughs> on Saturday. The mid-season trade. That is like, wild. What are we doing? I mean, it's like, I know. You know that's so crazy. With pros. Uh, all right. Last, last game that we got to go through here. Big one. Carolina, Kentucky in yeah. Atlanta, CBS Sports Classic. Um, both teams have kind of been a little up and down. I mean, listen, you know, to me, Carolina got, I don't know if punked is the right word by UConn last week at the Garden, but like UConn played hard as shit. They went after them. They rebound. They're tough. They run their stuff. Uh, Baycott, I felt like every time he's trying to go for, for a board, Rob, three guys were around. Like three yeah. guys are fighting. He's trying to fight off three dudes. Um are you are you buying Carolina as like a second weekend team now? What? I don't know. I mean, are you I, buying I think, either one of them? I I liked what Kentucky was doing. I think with Aaron Bradshaw coming into the fold, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how they play he and and Trey Mitchell together. Because um, I did I did read something where John Calipari said we've got to figure out how to play two bigs together. Oh no, like dude. <laughs> Play I know. small ball. It's working. I know the, the small part. ball has been has been so good. You know, I guess with with Carolina, you look at some of their pieces. Baycott is 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 he's going to do what he's going to do. R.J. Davis certainly is is an experienced guard that that has played in a lot of big games for Carolina. How how has Harrison Ingram been? I, I can't Great. say I've seen Carolina really good. Time. Well, he really was good. he was thought of as a a big time player coming out of high school. So that that's not a surprise, honestly. I. I have not seen Carolina enough yeah. to speak on that. So I, I really can't even say. I, I like their personnel. Cormac Ryan was a solid player at Notre Dame. I know the freshman, is it, is it a Cato? Cato. Yeah. He's been people good. people have been high on him. But I, I have watched yeah. almost no Carolina. So I really can't even say. Which Yeah, this is kind of a toss-up game, but I think an important one for both teams going in, you know, to, to conference play here soon because it's a resume win for both. And, and – you know, to me, again, Kentucky's up and down, and I'm not surprised that they are. But like you said, the key is going to be like, okay, you really don't want to play Bradshaw and Trey Mitchell too much together because you have to get these three guards. Like three of the guards have to be on the court at all times. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, Reeves. Reeves really, to me, because he's the veteran and can shoot it. And then two of the three of Shepard, Dillingham, and Wagner. So they got to be in the court at all times. And then I think there's a lot of times when I would just go with four guards and then throw one of Bradshaw or Mitchell out there. And I think Bradshaw is much more suited to the way they want to play. Yeah, which, for sure. You know, he's athletic. He's long. He can run. He, he, can, he played well against Penn, didn't he? Really well. Really. Yeah. But it's just playing him with, with Mitchell, which is going to be. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I think, again, I would – I think I'd pick Carolina in this one. To be honest, I think I picked Carolina just because. Where'd you say the game's at? Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that'll be sweet. Which I think will probably be a half and half. Like yeah, I, I, think, I think, it'll think so too. Split. I don't think 
it'll be a great atmosphere for that one. And, you know, again, you know, Harrison Ingram, older. Cormac Ryan, older. Armand no, they, they've got an older team. Older. They've got, and their freshman point guard is not – he does not play like a freshman with his court vision. Now, he can't shoot, can't really shoot. So, you know, I think teams are going to eventually dare him uh, and, and rondo him and play him that way at the foul line. But uh, it should be a hell of a game. should be a hell of a weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll see you uh, Saturday. Are, what, what, what's your – are you – what do you – after the game? What do you got? I'll be around. I, m- I might have you, um, I don't know, bring me some uh, 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 dinner to my hotel. I'm going to have to write. We got a show at night. Are you staying over in Indy or are you going yeah, back? Yeah, I, I am. I am. I'll be in Indy. Maybe you can make a cameo on the show if you if you stay up that late. That will that will be a fee for the Field of 68 for me to come over. I think you should do it. I think you should do it. You should come over. If, if Doffler can break the checkbook out, then I'll come over. I think he'll do it for you. I think, listen, after... Your your spectacular um, podcast last week, where Doster filled in for me, everyone think, raved about it. I'm telling you, got you. Ke- great chemistry now, the two of you. So I, I think now he'd be willing to pay. A little we bit we have one common foe, you. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, there you have it. We'll see you next week. Plenty to talk about next week. There aren't a lot of great games uh, until Saturday, but man, we will have plenty to talk about uh, next week on the show. Uh, Jeff Goodman, Robbie Hummel, thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Goodman and Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I've known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.